of the day to you. Perfect, perfect. Oh, but there's something on the screen I have to get rid of because it's right at my mouth. So every time I see it, I'm like, <laughs> like I don't have that black thing. I don't there. want it there. <laughs> and I hope if I did have a black thing on my mouth, someone would tell me. I would hope so. But you never do know. No. All right. So today, what are we doing here? We are talking about what does your horse want you to know? I'm trying to get this set up for those TikTok people right. too. There we it's go. all about the horse today. And I have to tell you, this is our well, it's tomorrow's favorite topic. It really is. Because we could actually do a live every week on something to do with the horse. Because I've always said, I don't think we'll ever gain all the knowledge that we're starting to understand, like in our lifetime, because there's just, it's so in depth and understanding the horse's culture mm -hmm. and their language. And you never stop growing and wanting to understand them. So hopefully today we hit a few of the, you know, key ones that any of you who just have a horse. You want to understand them better. So you want to understand them in their language and not our human language. And we are so open to questions on this. Yep. It's not even funny. So please do let us know who you are, where you're from. And if you have questions about my horse does this, what does it mean? Or what could this be all about? Or I've seen this before. What does that happening for? Yeah. All of those good questions, post them into you because we want to know, A, that we're talking to other people. And B, we want to be able to answer your questions as well. So. Welcome, welcome everybody who's on. I see we can get some going through and I'm just going to get started with the regular old rigmarole that we do. This very first piece is the hashtag holy jumping tuna fish. Now, hopefully today you get something out of this and there is something that comes mm -hmm. along that you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea about horses that way or I didn't know that they thought that way or oh, I didn't know that they didn't think that way mm -hmm. or something along those lines. Throw in that hashtag, holy jumping tuna fish because we like to know when we're knocking your socks off at the end of the day. And of course, share, share, share this out because sharing is in fact- It's caring. It's yes, caring. it's caring, Carolyn. Right. Okay, it's caring. You're going to hear it every week okay. for the rest of our Seriously, lives. Seriously, I think that's <laughs> uh, like a bad dream. I'm always having to hear the same. But it's true. At the end of the day, so share this out. If you know somebody that has horses <laughs> or you know somebody that's thinking about even getting horses because this is good stuff to know for them too or who's working in the horse industry, share this out. Tag them in it because it's good information for them to know because you don't know what you what don't know, know until, until you, you do know. know and that's essential to know or not know <laughs> <laughs> this next hashtag is the hashtag we are life changers and that's not just us and our horses that's every single one of you out there and as we say every week this boils down to kindness people always kindness take the opportunity to be a little bit kind today no. because you never know you, no one has to be mean you don't even attract anything when you're mean so get over the mean yeah. whoever meanies are of the world no meanies. Be kind. Kindness pays off yeah. in dividends. See, plus, plus you get more with uh, more bees with honey than you exactly do with right. vinegar, vinegar. I think my mom yeah. used to say. It's true. And like the old block book, be kind, rewind. I mean, they started it years ago. Mm -hmm. Be kind. <laughs> oh, we got Susan on. Hi from Wisconsin. Welcome, hey, woo, welcome. Woo. And then, of course, if you guys are catching this after the fact on replay, let us know, say hi, because we always like to come back and say, hey, thanks for joining us. And if you have any questions after the fact, feel free to ask us those as well. And, you know, I do have to tell you, with the Equine Connection, we have been around since 2008. There is not one time where we have not answered a human being. I'm just throwing it out there for anyone yeah. who ever <laughs> listens to us. If you have not ever heard back from us and you sent us something, it doesn't matter if it's a in a form of an email, uh, comment, anything on our social media platforms, 
we always answer back. So if you haven't heard back from us, that means we didn't get it. Yeah. Or that means maybe, you know, sometimes our, our emails go to junk, which none of us are junk, but sometimes that does work. Always, always follow up because don't just be... We never want to abandon people no. or anything else like that. We always want to try to do our darndest to answer everything and to acknowledge everybody too, because we believe it's kind. See? Kindness again. See? So if there is something we missed always let us know because we're more than happy to help or do the best that we can to help. But sometimes technology happens. is what it is. And yeah. Lisa, who is that? Lisa Davy. Hi, Lisa Davy. <laughs> <laughs> One of our lovely, lovely facilitators. So just introduce ourselves really quick before really we quick. head into everything. My name is Carolyn Charles. I'm the director of sales and marketing as well as an instructor and facilitator for the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning, Inc. Hi, everyone. My name is Carrie Fulmack and I am the founder of the Equine Connection and master instructor globally helping people just like you are around the world to do what it is, what we do. And it's the greatest freaking job in the freaking world because why we get to smell the horses every day and we get to help humans to be able to, to be empowered, to make changes, to move in life for themselves without us having to bring in, I guess a therapy piece or going to the psyche of the human, of human yeah. the human side. We literally let the horse be the teacher. And that's why this is such a profound time. Every time we bring in the horse language and understanding again, their culture and their language, because otherwise we're doing an injustice, not only to our horses, but to the humans that we're also working with as well. Cause we can't put humanness, onto horses. So that's the first thing we really have to understand. As soon as we start thinking, and again, I'll just use this as an example. I am not saying this is right or this is wrong. I'm just saying, for example, we are cold or the flies are bugging us. And then we put on a blanket or a sheet. It doesn't mean that our horses are the same way because they just, their bodies and their brain don't work the way that ours work. Again, I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I just want us to go to a different place. And it's, remember their culture and their language. We humans took them from their life and we brought them into our human culture. And I'm loving the way the world is going now in horse world because they're now understanding it's through understanding their communication, through that connection that we start understanding those horses better. So the olden days is, you know, no, let the horse come in. No, don't ever let the horse do this. Don't ever let the horse do that. Everything control, control, mm -hmm. control, where if we just let the horse be who they are, they're absolutely beautiful creatures because they are about self-care. They are so kind. They give so much to us confused predators that they're not going to come in and attack us and jump us. And <laughs> like, they just don't do things like that. But for so long, we've desensitized them so much that it's like, no, we don't want to hear it. No, you can't do that. No, I don't want to hear. Mm -hmm. No, you have to listen to me. So it's really cool to be able to go to their world and it will change your life with your horse. I do promise you. Yeah. We got Tammy on from San Diego. Hey, Tammy. <clears throat> Love that. Penny's on. Hello, Miss Penny. Oh, we miss you so much, we miss Penny. Miss Penny. We were just talking about you the other day. We were. And then we've got two going at the same time here. So we got the TikTok going on. I see some questions already coming in. Is how do you write off your horse expenses? So that's even on the business side of things, mm -hmm. too. And oh, do we have some stuff for you? But <laughs> shoot us. Shoot us a message. That's a whole like 
whole other avenue we could end up on it's there. so true so shoot so us a true. message and we will send you off a bunch of ways that you can write off your horse's expenses as well so before we get going one thing to keep in mind and I, it's a fact but it's also something that we need to be aware of that horses can only breathe through their nose so as humans we have the ability for nose and mouth to get breath in horses can only do their noses yeah. They are not even designed to breathe in through mouth. So keep that in mind because not only is it cool just to know that, but even for us as humans in understanding that when we actually use our nose to breathe and breathing the proper way, it actually brings down our heart rate, makes us feel at a, a much calmer place, kind of like what a horse is. That's why horses are known as healers because they're just so calming, right? Mm -hmm, exactly. And we have a question here too, that are you guys animal communicators? Not in the sense that we can like tune in, like we have met some. Mm -hmm, that and are they are gifted. Cool. We've they're met gifted. some too that are not. No, <laughs> but, I'm like a little wooey yeah, wooey. But, but we met some that are fabulous too. But we aren't animal communicators in that sense. However, we are very much so in communicating with our horses to understand what they are communicating mm -hmm. to us and what that true language is. So that's how we, that's how we run our whole business. And that's how we take the welfare of the horse into account every single time is by making sure we're taking into account what is the horse actually saying, not the humanisms that people can put on horses that they go with a lot of the times too. We got Ayla on too. Lee's on as well. Yay, Lee. I haven't seen Lee in a long time. Miss yeah. you, Lee. We saw all of our gang. And, our you know, uh, and here's another kind of a story. We have, we help people. We certify people. So we get a lot of people who are certified elsewhere. And then they come to our certification because they weren't sure. What do I do next sort of mm -hmm. idea? Anywho, we had this one lady come in and she took this course and she was working with a horse without halter or lead line. So she's working with the horse. The horse is staying with her. And of course, we all know the number one thing a horse needs to feel we should have a contest about this we one should, time, yeah. is safe. So here is a human. Again, we are confusing little creatures. This horse is staying with this lady. She's feeling great. She feels like she's accomplished everything with the horse. When she feels that she's completed inside her brain, the horse walks away. So the facilitator comes over to her and says, says this, do you want me to tell you what that horse is saying? Now, I'm sorry, and I don't believe anyone on this earth can read the mind of a horse, nor can we read the mind of a human brain. That's right. It's just, just not possible. So I would be so curious and yeah, tell me, because I always want to hear. So of course the lady says, uh, well, sure. Now she's already thinking she's done really good. So she's, she's closed the book that. feeling. Yes. That. She said, well, this horse thinks you have too much baggage in your life and you need to clean it up. Now, now that that's a killer. Cause do you see what it's so wrong? Because first of all, you can't read the mind of the horse. Is that really what the horse is saying? The, it, the horse did not say you, got <laughs> I promise you. No, there's doesn't no even horse think like thought, a human. Let me think in English for a quick second here. <laughs> Baggage. That's what you got. Yeah. Fix her up. Exactly. No, 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 no. And you know, this is one thing to keep in mind too. Horses speak one language globally around the world. We as humans speak many different languages, Spanish, French, well, English, which is sometimes really bad. Our, our version of, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, what we always tell our clients is 
it's not that horses hear our language. They don't, they don't hear that piece. They hear that intention through thought and feel how our language works. And don't get me wrong, if you are working with your horse and you're doing verbal cues, well, those kinds of things, of course, because it's a thing that you're training into them. But I'm saying the thought, you have too much baggage. <laughs> horses just don't translate that no way. it just yeah. doesn't translate like that and so we, and it's so nice for us as facilitators too that we don't have to put that stuff on our humans or our horses we get to say okay this couldn't be this or something along those lines or you know take a look at his body language why would he be feeling that way if he's not feeling safe right now how come right but it's up to the people the people know their stuff we have we actually have the solutions to our Somewhere um, under there, right? Mm -hmm. But people have to come to those pieces themselves. Having it's just the same as you aren't going to get self-esteem because somebody told you you're great. No, that comes from within, just like everything else does. That it's that self-worth piece of it. So that's not where it's going to come from in the first place. And if we even take that same story, we could step in as humans and facilitators. So interesting, what's just happened with you and your horse? Do you? know why or why do you think that your horse walked away and if that person at the time said yeah you know what whatever i was going through and again i don't need to know anything personal i don't need you to share that but you know i felt like i just kind of closed a chapter it just felt really good i'd say so does that make sense with what the horse's body language is saying and if she says yes you see that's correct because she just showed the horse stayed with her the whole time without a halter and without a lead rope until she, as the human, said, okay, I'm done. Yeah. It's closed. But so it's that's always cool. It's the same, too, as understanding that we have to have people understand what they're actually saying, too. If somebody says, this horse loves me so much and the horse's nostrils are flared and their ears are pinned and their head is high. Okay, let's take a look at that body language for just a quick second. Let's figure out where your horse actually is. Now, it doesn't mean that the horse doesn't like you because they, they don't think, think in that, that way term. but we have to figure out exactly where is our horse at right now so that they have the actual understanding of it we can't blow sunshine either that's no totally agree yeah. and that's being professional because you can't let them again we always think of it this way our horses we know the number one thing they need to feel is safe so an outsider a non-horse person a person in recovery coming into our arena and telling us that the horse needs love well that's absolutely yeah. not true. So we know it's already not true. So we have to help them by that step in. So we know that the horse is the teacher. Is it the horse that's needing love or would it be one of us who's needing the love? And then when you pose those questions to your clients, then they're like, well, it's actually me. So you see, it's, it's empowering them to figure out the answers, but in the context of what we know and understand in the horse's culture, and their language. So the first thing to think of, and I did bring this little little uh, horsey, just so we remember some of the body parts, but with their little brain that they have, one thing to keep in mind is they do have stacked memory. So that would be very similar to a human being. So they have memory, even though horses live in a moment, they don't think of the past, like not like a human where, oh, you know, if I would have just changed that, that mayor would have been so much nicer to me. They don't mm -hmm. think like past and they never think of future. Is Carrie going to feed me tonight? They, they're not thinking in those ways. So they live in a moment, but they have stacked memory. And what stacked memory is, they actually are known to have 
one of the uh, strongest memories mm -hmm. in in all of the animals, even yeah, the elephant. The what? The <laughs> okay, that was the uh, trunk. I understand. And I don't think the elephant makes the sound like that. <laughs> no, that was a very giddy elephant. <laughs> They're happy elephants when we when we can hear them. That's too. right. Yes. Any hoodle, back to the stacked memories. So it makes logical sense when a horse, let's say, for example, I've heard this a lot. My mare does not like men. men. Yeah. So there's a perfect example where the mare sees this man where it brings the step memory to the forefront. So she sees the picture, just like us. If you closed your eyes, what you see is you're pulling forth pictures. We're not seeing anything but a picture. That's our stack memory is pictures. Well, right? we're, and we're results of our lives, right? Like we all have Carrie and I, well, we're doing the same live here, but we might have different feelings about how it went at the end of the day, just from her past and from my past. Cause that's what, how the stack memories work, right? Mm -hmm. We're, we become the version of the lives that we've led. Cause that's how we refer back to things. It creates new behaviors as well. Horses are the same in that piece. So yes, if they have had bad experiences with certain things, like if they're afraid of a whip, it's because maybe the whip has been used improperly rather than as an extension of the arm or something uh -huh, like that, right? Uh -huh. So they do have the ability to bring up those things. However, they aren't sitting there thinking about them all the time, but it can affect how they react to certain things. But you can't say always or never with it either because it's the stimulus of the person that's coming with it, with that item. Or um, if a man's coming into things but has an awesome beautifully balanced energy that the horse is going with it could mean that they're going to be okay with that too so always and nevers are pretty hard to pretty use hard, even though yeah. it's black and white in horses world but it's just to give you an idea that horses do have that memory system so it it's beautiful in understanding that because then we can help them to what create new memories mm -hmm. just like for us as we're moving forward in our own lives as well absolutely so let's talk about the zones of the horse because this is what we see a lot. So here is our little horsey. And of course, the horse is getting into our space. What do we do? We take them at their lip area. They're just off to the side and we push them away. Then they come back again and we push them away because we're like, hey, yeah, I human, you horse, go Don't away wait. from my zone. But here's the thing. That's not what it means to a horse. Mm -hmm. I wish we had that video to Maybe. show. Oh, yeah. Darn. Right. That, that video is so beautiful. That is a good one. And always watch your herd. So everything that we're saying today, these are all valuable things to watch in your own herd or watching other people's herds. So watch where the horses do this. When they go to this area, okay. this, this is the muzzle and this is the nose and the mouth comes here, right here. That's <laughs> right there. If watch your horses, when they go to that area, that's their play zone. So that means they want to play. So here's us humans confusing them in their own language. Go away. And they're like, oh, you want to play? No, go away. Okay. You want to play? Go away. I don't understand. I better just, just be, yeah. right? The go away zone is actually on their, their cheek area. So right here, watch this again, even with wild horses, the muzzle, they'll come in and do a, a strong peck at it, or they'll even do a, a bite with their, a nip with their teeth to say, go away. I freaking mean yeah. it. I said done now. Yes. Yeah. So it was hard even for us. Remember, you don't know what you don't know till you do know. When we discovered this one piece, we're like, Oh, poor horses of the Confusing globe the that we have worked with. We are so sorry, 
because look at what we were doing. So now, of course, it is always that cheek zone, but you got to watch. Watch how your horses want to tell each other that they're going to play with each other. It's right there at the lip zone. Okay. Yep. And it's nice. And it's not like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that's not how the, that's not how they roll. Horses are swift. Yeah. They're, they're like, not. Stop. Yeah. Oh, I wonder Done. if I should. Horses are never wishy-washy. No. They're very clear on their actions. Absolutely. Right. Horses will always warn you first. And if you don't hear and listen, cause you're not watching them, they're going to do something that's a second, like they do with a horse, which could be a nap. Oh, it's still not listening to me. And then the kick would come out, right? Yeah. It's well, it's like parenting. Right? Like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that first warning is stop doing that, please. And then the second one is, what did I just say? I said to stop doing that. Then the third one is stop right now. Then comes the big kahuna where, you know, it's three strikes, you're out, kid. So it's the same. They build up until finally, you know, they're at that point of a nip or something else. If you get straight to the nip, you miss something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like you miss something in between that they were communicating to you. Now, I don't know about you people out there, but I think that's a holy jump of tuna fish. Because I, I think her. when we discovered, you got to be kidding me, the right way to work with the horse in that zone. Oh, my gosh. It changed our world. And what our horses world? Because they're like, what? A human is understanding yeah. my language? Speaking my Not language. that they're saying that in their head. Yeah. So I do want you but to say understand. that. But they understand. Okay. They understand because yes. we're using their language. The uh, friendship zone which is just right, right there. You see that? I like this little horsey. Oh, I could have used Jordy. Jordy. Here, this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe next time I'll make, yeah, I'll get Jordy. Do you want me to go back Jordy? Yeah, okay. I think he's so great. He so great. that's the forehead. So now all of my life, again, you don't know what you don't know until you do know. No way would I ever allow a horse come in. And what I would always say is use me as a scratching post. But here's where you got to know the difference. And again, watch your herd and what they do with this zone, their forehead zone. When, uh, when a horse is communicating, especially with us as humans, it's just like a human talking to a human, which means Carolyn and I can have a conversation and it's very nice. And I might touch her, you know, hey, that was great, but she's not going to fall over. Right. Now, if I pound her in the arm, she's going to, lose her balance for sure because she's not expecting it same thing with a horse if a horse is coming in and using his body gently on you you know it's a form of communication now if he's knocking you off balance no that you are a scratching post you are not that that's is right not firmly in the ground <laughs> exactly so with the friendship zone what they will do there's the friendship zone right there so when they come into you, you can do it even on my arm, they use their, their forehead there and they do this little rub. And that is the friendship zone. And one time it was so cool. We've, we've had it happen twice in our arena with our clients, but I stepped in to say, oh my gosh, that is really cool what Jordy is doing with you right now. And I said, what do you think that means for you or to the horse? And he said, He's just telling me I'm his friend. I'm like, what? How do you know that when it takes us years and years to study everything about the horse, right? He just felt it. So watch your horses and you will see this. They do it on all the parts of the horse's body as well. Again, the horses, I mean, they weigh a lot more poundage, but you know the difference between a horse being itchy with each other and a horse actually using their zone of the friendship.
Well, I mean, even how you think of any communication that they do, if it feels good yeah. and people get confused sometimes with like, especially non-horse people, right? Horse people are automatically like if they get to get there and sometimes that's a blessing in itself because they're like too much in my space, right? And they're backing them up already. But non-horse people, when they come in and they are losing their balance, they're like, oh, I don't mind. I don't mind doing those things, right? Oh, because that's so nice. And it gets, there we go. There we go. So, you know, but at the same token, like, it's that reciprocal relationship piece. We don't want to be used just like we don't want to use the horses either, but it can get a little confusing just because they think the horse is so cute and they love them, but it's still understanding what they're saying rather than saying, Oh, this is something really nice. We can't allow people to think that being used as a scratching post is something really nice. Right. That's not, because it's not. Yeah. We must respect ourselves, our human selves, because we are pretty cool too. It's just, we just get confused in life. Absolutely. Uh, smell. That's kind of cool too. Smell. They can smell like 650 feet away. And that goes directly to their brain. Like that is one of their strongest senses that they have. Smell. And we've seen our horses do that Fleming response, you know, where they curl up their lip and sometimes people think they're laughing or smiling, smiling at us, but it, it's it's a beautiful thing that horses have this ability, which makes sense because, again, being in the wild, holy man, they would have to be able to have all of their senses astute and highly working in order for them to be aware of what's coming after them. But with the smell, like the, the little whiskers, we don't have whiskers on him. That's interesting. He's Remember all of the whiskers that horses have? around their muzzle never ever shave and i know you all know that now because every single one of those whiskers is a sensor that goes to the brain this is so huge that we would shave those off even for spatial and what it feels like it's actually called vibrisa and it's through that vibrisa that they want to when a horse is coming in they they want to feel it so here comes the horse it's not a smell it's a feel that they're going for. Mm -hmm. So they, is it is it soft? Is it rough? Is it warm? Is it cold? That's what they're feeling for. So even as they're even scanning us or another human or things that are different objects in the arena, it's not to smell them. It's to feel them. So it goes to their brain for them to understand what this tactile object is yeah, yeah and to identify yeah that's also a whole nobody's doing a holy jumping tuna fish yeah what's up people yeah <laughs> or, did, or does everyone already know all i know stuff? there's people on there that have not said hello yet i know this as well oh we're watching yeah no i can tell i can see you <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you tell us who you are where you're from and ask your questions please yeah. if there's something that your horse does that you're like what the heck because I remember even like uh, JR, remember the head bobbing back in the day? We had this beautiful young lady who came in and she was just super stressed out one day. And JR started doing this head bobbing that was like all the way up, all the way to the ground, all the way up, all the way to the ground. And we didn't even know. We're like, what? What does that even mean? And we had to, of course, go seek it out from another horse guru person of ours. Who's a community. Uh, not an animal communicator, but really understood the language of horses. It's just fun. Phenomenal he was so phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. And he came back and gave us the answer of that was her dumping the energy, like getting rid of all of those pieces because it was just so much. But sometimes they do things that you're just like, what the heck is that? What does it mean? So ask us, mm -hmm. ask us the questions. Maybe we have some insight. For I'm going to ask you a question too, because we really only have 10 minutes left anyways. Oh um, do you know where to tell uh, if your horse has a headache? 
What would you do in order to find out if your horse is suffering in the headache zone? Just give me a yay or a nay. Oh, there we got a whole jump too. Thank, thank you, Penny. Yeah. <laughs> totally appreciate that, girlfriend. <laughs> Come on, peeps. Oh, we've got such good. Info. Oh, yay. Good. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, from Utah. Perfect. Thank you, Stephanie. Larrabee. I like that name. <laughs> Sounds fun. It is fun. Okay. So, okay. Uh, does anyone want to know how to tell if their horse has a headache? This is actually super keen information to know. Yeah. Like it really is important because a lot of times things get missed and the headache can give you a whole bunch of extra ideas of what could be happening with your horse or why they're reacting certain ways to certain things that you had no idea. Like, Oh, what, why is my horse so sour all of a sudden or something? Yes. Like this is a big one. So we've got one nay. nay. Okay. Well, I well guess then we'll tell I'm you. just going to give it to you, Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. Uh, so, you know, just above the horses, there we go. We'll do it with his eye. You know, just above the horse's eye, how sometimes they have that little hollow piece in there. On the side, about right, well, right here, what you do is you do this little push because it's kind of like, um, you know, on a newborn baby, have they have that uh, soft, soft, spot. soft spot? There's a soft spot that's just located just right here. You give that a poke. So uh, just kind of push it in like like normal, don't be all, you, you poke it in and what will happen is it puffs up here. So you poke and it's like all of that juice or whatever goes right <laughs> above the eye, kind of like that, uh, those toys, you know, where the they fart out. Where they come out of your fingers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the fart one, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's, okay, yeah, so you, yeah. that is where you tell if they have a headache. Now, if you go to press there, right there, there it is. If you go to press there and the horse's head goes super high in the air, you got something wrong that could be the mouth or TMJ, anything. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't want to over talk you is, is either. So this is something to really check with horses on a regular basis because teeth are, oh my goodness, they are so important, just as important as the feet are. And a lot of people don't even know. We should actually just do a B-Love on on teeth. Oh my goodness. You're so <laughs> smacky. <laughs> Is it me? Yeah. You hit the table. Every I time said. I hit the table, I guess our phone calls down. <laughs> That's okay. Oh my. No, every time it's happened twice. We're, we're okay. Yeah. We're not so bad. Um, there's a couple good questions here too. Head tossing specifically to the side. I feel it's both play and excitement. Okay. So, I mean, there's a couple different things yeah. for head tossing in the way that they do it too. Cause sometimes it could be that no way, Jose. Like the snaky one or just like go like that? Like, are you with him when he's going like that or, or is he just or... doing it on his own or with other horses? Okay. So that was uh... like big tosses. Like, I wonder if he's going to throw himself to the ground. He will often do it when he sees me and is coming up or when we are playing around in the arena. Oh, so it is kind of like that—that that fun, like woohoo! Yeah, that's like, uh, yeah. And you see their mane going, and they're all excited and happy and flipping it around. That could be uh, on the playful. Side I would still do the uh, the test, but I mean, lots of times when they're doing that, you know, that snaky toss, it's like 
I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. So it all depends on what way context that that's being done. And you got to look at the entire body too. So yeah. like there could be other things going on, even with our Brandon, he's, he had been acting a little odd. And then we realized that the tail was up all the time. So that leads us to the, okay, we need more information to figure out exactly what's going on with our horse too. So even if you see something, it's just with the head, that's the big movement, make sure you check out the rest of the body and where it's at. Cause that'll give you a lot of cues into what's going on. Or if it's that playful side of things or like, uh, no way, Jose, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And you're going to be able to feel that difference too, Jenny. Always remember, I mean, horses are intuitive, intuitive, like they feel they're the most feeling of beings. So what that means is even though they have a brain, if the number one thing is they need to feel safe, if at any point they don't feel safe, they will exit the situation, of course, if they can. That's what they would naturally normally do if they're not tied up or you know what it is that they're trying mm -hmm. to do with that so where was i going with that look at it in midstream because i got two thoughts going on at once <laughs> as i'm trying to talk i'm well, sorry the question with the head tossing and that sort of thing was the initial question how they're doing it looking at the whole body oh my gosh <sighs> i don't know if i should just put myself into a nursing home now nope. or if i should really wait but seriously, the brain power that I do not have anymore is actually scaring me. Sometimes because I had two thoughts as we were talking about this with the horse. Anyways, I, I guess hopefully we'll come back unless one of you knows what it was that I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where it went. Because it was so good, I thought. Oh, feeling. So feeling of all beings. So of course, because what they will do is they feel unsafe through their intuitive. And then they, they, they react, they go, that's mm -hmm. done. We as humans don't, we'll feel it because we are intuitive too. We feel it, but then we take our gut response to our brain and then we start talking ourselves out of it. Well, it only happened once. It won't do it again. Or whatever <coughs> the case may be, we sometimes talk our way out. If we felt our intuitive as much of our, as our horses did, we would be safer humans because we would listen to our gut. Horses listen to their gut and they react from it. They don't feel unsafe, think about it, then react. They feel it. Oh, Dude. get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, Tammy said, my sweet playful gelding always says hi and then turns his butt for the scratching. Mm, if you walk away, yeah. he'll follow. Yeah. We understand. We do really, really we understand. Well uh, we had one horse that had penis cancer and yes. he couldn't kind of discern between the feeling that was there and the fact that his butt needed scratching. So that was a big thing for him, but there's still, especially if you're running programs and that sort of thing, there's safety issues with that as well, that you don't want the butt all the time. It has to still be on a nice, nice terms where they're not just coming in to use you as a scratching post for it, or just that's all they're coming in for and giving you their butt end right away. So definitely, I mean, we push our, we'll push their bums away in that kind of situation to get to a point where it's very, very nice to be together. And then we're more than happy to scratch their bums at that point, but check into other things as well. Um, sometimes there's uh, what's that uh, scarring the gelding scar, the gelding scar, yeah. or there's also a brood mare scar as well. That's right. So there can be things like that where there is actually like something going on that's causing them. And I mean, flies and bugs obviously are a constant oh. thing too. Like one of our, our horses actually gets hives and horribleness. Oh. And the poor guy gets so itchy all over that he's just like desperate. So you can put on things like coconut oil or other things like that to kind of help relieve some of it if that's part of the situation as well. 
Absolutely. We have done the fly sheep before, but I have to tell you, it's like they, they disowned <laughs> this poor horse. Like what uh, religion is that where they all turn their back? Shun them. Yeah. All the horses shun poor Kokanee. Yeah. So we finally took off the fly net because nobody would be with him. So we thought we'd do a human thing because it is. Yeah. We're going to put the fly sheet on the leader of the herd and see if the same reaction happens. Yeah. Because something that's really bizarre when you, they can still smell and knowing that it's their horse, but because he has this fly sheet on, he is looking like the scariest ghost walking across the field. Yeah. Um, I like this one. Uh, Ayla, how do we relieve the headache? Well, if your horse has a headache, there's, um, we had that, I remember with, uh, with past, there's this little, what are those, um, <gasps> Carrie, use your words. It was kind of like he had a little biker do-rag on his head. What was the name of that product? You remember? And they have them for their legs, for their feet. You know, it's kind of like you can put a wrap on and it, it uh, like our copper oh bracelets gosh, and stuff. And it helps with those headaches. So we've used that before. But the first thing I personally would always do, if your horse is having a headache, I would definitely make sure that their teeth are checked. Yeah, absolutely. And again, a dentist, not just a vet because something could be going on in their mouth area. So that's really important. But sometimes they could have fallen and, you know, they've wrecked their, their neck. And I mean, even that tongue, like that T oh, TMJ. TMJ is huge. Like that, even a super stressed horse that's really like uh, grind, not grinding, but tight, 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 tight all the time can also cause like a tension headache would be the equivalent for us as well. So if you have a horse that's quite regularly stressed out or you can do the pinch test too, dehydrated horses can also get uh, wicked headaches too. I don't know how to take that off. And yeah, Cammy, back to that scratches thing. We actually have a few horses who they love and we all know all of us, we want to scratch their butts because they're showing us I'm itchy come and scratch me here but we know we have to help them understand because horses don't understand disrespect this is dr stephen peter's words and i love him because he is a neurologist horses brain they don't understand disrespect so if you think a horse is doing anything respectful it's because we've allowed it to happen so understanding in those pieces because a horse can't be disre disrespectful because they don't understand disrespect so we love scratching their butts because we know they're so itchy. So yeah. what we try to do, and it's perfect because you turn around and he follows you. That's beautiful because then when you stop, you can say, okay, now I will scratch your butt because he did it. You didn't do it when he asked for it immediately and turned his butt. So that's what mm -hmm. we're trying to do right now as well with two of our horses. As soon as they see us, they just turn their butt. And we're like, no, no, we want the head first. Can't get into that. <laughs> we'll do some work first. And now we know you're itchy. Then we're going to go back and we're going to scratch your buttock because you need it. We had another question about uh, when their horse's bottom lip twitches a lot. And I think I have another question with that is, is it a tight, tight lip or is it a loose lip that's doing some of the twitching? Because that kind of makes a difference into what that could be about as well. If any of you, it's called Masterson's Method. This is really cool. So, you know, you learn something new all the time, but this lady Janet came out and you know, that bridge uh, in their the teeth, spot. the empty spot. Oh my goodness. Even just putting your finger there. Cause you know how horses are with getting dewormers, not all, but we're always trying to put stuff in their mouth that it's not enjoyable for them. So now they start getting really tight lipped. 
this is a really cool thing because it helps stretch their tongue and their mouth, which is actually goes again Ayla to their TMJ with that big stretch of their mouth but if you do that for a minute a minute even between their little gum there whoa that's a really nice. great stretch out for them and I think they have a free like video on their website for you to do their bladder meridian which I think had to do with part of that as well didn't it but can't remember who's directly related yeah. but that's a really cool spot even the gums actually can do quite a bit for relaxing your horses because it causes yes. them to do the lick and chew and the yawn and kind of release a lot of tension with for themselves as well which is a really cool way to do it just watch your finger does or your thumb doesn't get pushed out of the way in no. your teeth yeah <laughs> by their tongue so their you gotta going. keep it there but you yeah. don't want to put tons of pressure on it you just you're just putting it there. Like checking a tomato pressure. Yeah. Like not a lot of pressure because you don't want your thumb to go through it kind of thing. No. But just a little, like, little squeeze. It just mm -hmm. makes them uh, lick and chew and stretch. And then they yawn. Like, it's actually really cool. And do it on both sides. Yeah. Because what you do to one side of a horse, you always do to the other. And we've got to uh, get going. But I have to tell you, we still have some stuff. We might we have, have to, to do another again. Bee Live. I, I really would love to do the Bee Live on a horse grieving. Because, wow, yeah. it's... It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen happen and how we can help our horses in that grieving time. But there's a couple more questions you want to answer. Uh, well, just she had answered back Luke or he, sorry, I can't tell um, loose lips. So with the lip twitching too, I'm trying to think Roxy used to do that sometimes when her lip was super, but not like a super twitch. But no. if it's a loose lip, usually they're pretty oh. chill. Oh, they're in a pretty safe place <laughs> yeah. with a loose lip. But if your horse has always had a loose lip, True. then then it's not the same conversation anymore. So something could have happened with that, that lip. Have you had him for a long time? Did he have the lip before? Mm -hmm. Or is this just a new um, language that your horse is presenting? That's always yeah, good to so, know. Because you'll see them sometimes, like if they're being sedated, you'll see they're doing a bunch of twitching and stuff like that with the super loose lip. But I'm trying to think of like when I've seen the, like a lot of twitching, on a loose yeah, lip I haven't seen a lot. Of, so that's a good question. I would Google search the twitching because yeah, I will. Twitching too. is interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna write down twitching too. But any hoodle team of lovely people who are wanting, who are just like us, all we're wanting to do is understand our horses better, so that what they're in better care. Not only care for themselves because the number one thing they need to feel is safe. But also for us, we want to feel safe. We want our horses to know we hear, we hear you, buddy. Yes. We understand. Thank you for telling me this is what you need. Just like the butt scratch. They're telling us when they're doing it. We're just needing them to help them to know we're human. And we need you to just present it differently. I saw, I heard, we'll get to that in a second and then come back again. Because horses do tell us if you're pushing in and they're, Heads are raising. You see, the horse is now knowing, oh, wow. The human now knows that I do have a problem going on. So, because yeah. how can a horse speak to us through only through body language and some verbals, right? He did have an equine disease that affects the spinal cord. So that could be something oh, along those lines for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I see we have one person who asked uh, quite a few times about the mounting block. Why does my horse back away? For a lot of questions, mm. I think the first thing you got to do is always check in with yourself first and foremost as to where you're at on certain things. But you had that with Faye. With Faye. Yeah. And I do have to tell you, I would go to Warwick Schiller. Mm. I would Google search Warwick Schiller because let me tell you, Faye. Woo! 
Akabaka Jyotaka. That took weeks to get her to just stand still and be okay with it. So I'm not, um, I, I wouldn't give the, you the yeah. beautiful advice that Warwick Schiller does because he shows you through video how you can work with your horse. Cause that is a problem, not having a horse stand still. So, but Warwick Schiller is like one of us. He is all about communication and connection and then understanding what that horse is saying and what we need to do to change that. So it would be comfortable for our horses. Oh, and then she's always worried that it's neurological now too with the equine disease. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I could see that yeah. worry come up as well. But again, that's the kind of thing like check into what other symptoms might be out there. Because if you think about uh, anything with the spinal cord, you can pinch all sorts of nerves in it. That might just be simple as that, that maybe it's a nerve that's something in it, but it could be something completely different. And I, I don't think we're versed quite well enough no. in the spinal cord to give you the advice on that. But um, I and would check into it. I would yeah. too. And really this McMaster's, McMasterson's method if you let us know where you are at, we can get you in touch with a person who would know if there's a person near you that maybe could come out and even go through your horse to see what's happening. What's it was pretty on. amazing to watch and see how the horses responded to it. It was quite lovely. It takes two hours yeah, it was to do the full thing, but it Masterson was only method, right? Masterson yeah. method. Have I been saying it wrong? Uh, no, just the last oh. time you said Mick Masterson. Oh, yeah. It's not soon, Mick. As soon as it's Carrie Masterson. says something different, I doubt myself. <laughs> it, is that what it is? Am I wrong? Where did my brain go? And I thought it was super affordable. It was only $100 for two hours, so it was pretty well worth it. Yeah. Any hoodle, hope you enjoyed some of that. We did not even come close to getting through our. Do list. you understand the whole body? Too. I yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll, can't get it to it today, but come back next time. I think next week let's do this. Maybe we'll finish off next week, yeah. and then maybe we can go into the grieving one the week after. Yeah. Let's dedicate our time to the welfare of the horse. Let, let's do that, team. What do you think? That's a yay. Yep. Okay. It's a holy jump or a woo. <laughs> I was trying to be a horse that, again, oh, but a horse doesn't elephant. even say well. <laughs> okay. Have a good one. Have a great everybody. one, everybody. <laughs> Talk to you soon. <laughs> okay.